Welcome to the Catastrophic Comeback Podcast with American injury lawyer Clark Speaks, helping you find hope, purpose, and joy after a catastrophic injury. Hi, welcome to Catastrophic Comeback. I'm very happy today to have my guest, CJ Pede, uh, art therapist, uh, to talk about uh, art therapy and how it might apply in a catastrophic, after a catastrophic injury. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. But, First, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Uh, well, let's do this. Sure. Tell me, tell me, art therapy. What is that? How does it work? And how might it be applicable to someone who sustained a catastrophic injury? Art therapy is a technique or a way of expression that utilizes kind of psychological um, principles, along with art materials, art processes, and art activities to help people with a variety of issues or challenges that they may have. So it's a different modality of expression instead of traditional talk, cognitive behavior therapy only. So, so for example, um, if something, if somebody uh, processes information or communicates information, generally they would uh, talk about it, right? They might write about it. They might talk about sure. it. Is that what you mean by traditional modalities? Sure. Mm -hmm. And it, it doesn't have to be just verbal expression. It, it, it gives another opportunity for people to figure out what they're feeling, what their thoughts are, um, and how to find coping mechanisms through the modality of art, basically. Okay. So let me ask you this. In terms of your background, is uh, do other people do this uh, art therapy? Is this something that you uh, developed? Can you tell me about yes. a little bit about? I did not develop it. It has been around since the 1940s. Um, there is a guy in um, a British guy that <laughs> coined it. There's um, a mother of I guess it's called the mother of art therapy. Um, Namberg is her last name in the 1940s, which kind of defined art therapy for what it is today. And um, I went to school to get my master's degree in art therapy and um, counseling. So that's kind of my background with the art therapy part. And before that, I had a um, master's degree in art from Chapel Hill with a almost minor in psychology. And you had to have both of those components to get into the program. And um, becoming an art therapist, you get your master's degree. And it's like any other mental health professional where you um, – undergo the same principles of psychotherapy and um, can diagnose clients and um, it's just you have that art component as another resource as well. So so it sounds like what you're saying is it's like most therapies it but instead of uh, a person either talking to you and, and I, I'm just trying to get my head around it mm -hmm. talking to you about their challenges or their problems or what they're feeling or maybe they would talk to you and, you know. It is. It's combined. And, like, for me personally, I kind of do cognitive behavior therapy, which is, you know, redefining what you're thinking about something and helping people get to a place where they can heal or move forward. And you use art as a way to help them without them having to do verbal expression. And it can, when you use art, it can be any kind of material um, it could be the process of art that helps. It could be the final product that helps. Um, sometimes it's just a technique that has nothing to do with any sort of, like, finished product. It can be different for whoever. Um, I think one thing to bring up that's really important, one of the most asked questions that I get from it, 
about it rather is um, do you have to be creative? Do you have to have any artistic ability? Absolutely not. You can have never drawn or used any art materials in your entire life and it can still be beneficial for you. Well, so I, I remember um, I had a, uh, I remember Mike Ashcraft at Port City Community Church. He, um, he I remember he, d he talked about this one time. He says, uh, he says, if you walk into a room of five-year-olds and you say, who here is an artist? Every single kid raises their hand. Sure. But if you walk into a room full of 16-year-olds mm -hmm. and you say, who here is an artist? Two people will raise their hand. And so, and so, so what you seem to be saying is that your talent or your aptitude really has no Im impact on whether this will be Absolutely. beneficial or not. Absolutely. And, and that's, it's a, a modality too we forget as we get older. Because when you are a child and you're, that's the first thing you do is art before you can even write your drawing, you know? And it's really just a way of expressing yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is a way of expressing yourself to a therapist who then might be able to help you uh, process whatever it is you're going through. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, so, so when we've talked to, uh, we've had other guests on. We've had uh, people who have uh, sustained catastrophic injuries, and we've had um, uh, people who help, uh, you know, some, some spiritual people who have helped process these kinds of situations. And there seems to be this sort of uh, process that people go through after a uh, after an injury or something or they've lost someone or, or, or something along those lines and uh, the some of the we've kind of put it all t together and synthesized it and if you take what a lot of these guys have said and you put it all together it seems to be like well first of all you need to try to be grateful for whatever you whatever you do have you know mm -hmm. so if you if you have lost the ability to do X then do you still have the ability to do Y or if you've lost a person, then you still have your life and maybe you still have other people who you care about. So those might be uh, at least things to be grateful for. And then, it, sure. then the next thing is you've got to give yourself time and space to, uh, to be sad, to be frustrated, mm -hmm. to be angry, to be... Uh, and then at some point, uh, the suggestion is, okay, now we find peace and then purpose and then joy. And then there's another part of it which is the sort of the, hopefully the complete picture where that you try to share your uh, healing and your progress with someone else. And that's, that, that seems to be what, what people are saying has been helpful to them. With the idea, somebody else added this piece of it, which I thought was interesting, is you can actually go think you're here and then go back and back and, and back and forth it's in not, this process. Yeah, it's, it's not a linear process. How does this all. fit into <clears throat> your, does this framework make sense to you that I've described? Is it right? Is it wrong in your experience? It, and how does it fit into your process? It, it makes sense to me. Um, I think something I would add about it, I definitely agree with the part where you need that space to kind of accept and process. Art therapy can help with the processing part too. Um, because sometimes you have to um, kind of reinvent the narrative of what happened. And it's your perceptions, right? And sometimes you have to go through, you know, what you're feeling in your body, um, what your emotions are. You might be, you know, dysregulated. You might, um, you know, have anxiety. You may, might not feel safe. And art therapy can, is a place where you can kind of work through some of those things as well, even before you get to the part where you're ready to heal, you know. And, and, and even going through the process to have a space to do those things is part of your healing process. 
reinvent that make, the narrative. Does that make sense? You know. Yeah, but what, what what do you mean reinvent the narrative? Well, when we go through as humans, right? When we go through something that's traumatic, we have a narrative of what happened, and it's our perception, right? This, there could be two people going through the same exact thing and have different perceptions and outcomes and how it affected them. And so not of, just the basic facts, like mm-hmm. in other words, uh, there was a thing I fell and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that had this injury and this treatment. Not, but what you're talking about is something different from that. What, 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 like why? Is that what it is? Why this it happened to me? It could be why this happened to me. It could be I'm now scared to go out of my house. It could, it, it could be a thousand, you know, numerous things. I can't even possibly think about all of them. But it, it helps reframe it to going back to what you said, to being grateful into a positive and mindful space to where you can kind of process and handle it and um, hopefully move on and be your best self. So let me ask you, so when it comes to um, art therapy, when you say, when I, when I think of art therapy, I'm thinking about, okay, well, we're going to meet, we're going to, I'm going to have a table, I'm going to have some colored pens or some paints or whatever, or maybe an easel. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to paint, but but is there there's is there more to it than that, or is that how it works? Yeah, there's definitely more to it. Um, there's a whole um, framework called the ETC Expressive Therapies Continuum that kind of helps um, art therapists decide on what kind of project or we call it art intervention. It's basically art activity, what materials to use, um, even like the size and type of paper. Every single thing is a choice by the art therapist because there's certain art materials that could, that are containing and helpful if someone's really emotional. There's also art materials that um, say someone's having a difficult time expressing themselves and they're keeping in emotions they might need to release that that would help with that. And um, an art therapist just takes that person and also maybe into account something that they're comfortable with, some art materials they're comfortable with, and then come up with something that would be helpful for them. So a lot of times we're, we're, we're dealing with and working with and talking to people who have, uh, as a result of one of these catastrophic a- a- accidents or injuries, may have uh, permanent physical limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't do some of the things that they used to do, mobility or whatever. Is there space for them in this, in this Absolutely, process? Absolutely, because that's a huge loss, and you have to process that loss and figure out how is my new normal going to be? What's it going to look like? How can I be in this space? And there needs to be um, a mourning process with that too, as well as, like you said, focusing on what you do have. And again, art therapy can help with those coping mechanisms too. Sometimes the art processing is a coping mechanism. Sometimes you realize as you've done an art activity that you have insight um, within yourself. And that's kind of the hope as a therapist, you know, working with a client that they get something out of it. I mean, and there's therapeutic goals that you establish as well. But is it fair to, like, as I can imagine, like I remember growing up, and I remember as a kid being like, uh, art was like my favorite subject in, mm-hmm. in school, right? You know, and so which I think is interesting because uh, I think a lot of people would be surprised by that, and maybe even look down on that. But I think that's a mistake because I think that it's the creative expression is it, it can manifest itself in a thousand different ways it, as you get older, and right, and it comes natural. Again, it's like one of the first things we do 
in an educational setting. We do art. And a lot of people do have fond memories of, of creating art in elementary school, preschool. Sometimes it's the first thing they remember about school. Well, I remember doing that kind of stuff with like my, uh, my mom as a kid, even before I got to school, mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is fun, and this is, uh, you know, and it's your first uh, chance. I remember this, there's a song that says, uh, ever since I could talk, I was ordered to listen. You know that Cat Stevens song? <laughs> and yeah. so, and so uh, it seems like art is not that way, right? It's, you, you, it's just everybody gets out of the way and lets, gives you the space mm-hmm. to, to put your thoughts and your feelings and your energy in a, in a direction. Sure. And it's, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. So, so if, if that happens and, and, and somebody does create something, what's the process then? Do you look at it and you say, Hey, this means such and so you're interpreting it or you're, I mean, yeah, I can, I can interpret it, but it's more about having the um, person interpret it and what they feel, what it was for them. And not just the end result, but also the process. mm -hmm, Sometimes it's the process. Um, Sometimes when I've worked with people with anxiety, um, it may be a simple eight and a half by 11, you know, piece of paper where they're using um, like a watercolor, like a Crayola, something really simple and picking their favorite color or a calming color for that moment and just moving the paintbrush from left to right and moving it left to right. So and even that's if somebody just a has process that has not, I mean, and they, they may end up liking the product and then that might turn into something else, but it, the process could be enough sometimes. So even if somebody has physical limitations in terms of their ability to move or control their hands as well as they used to or whatever, then there are, there are things they can do in this art therapy uh, world that might be beneficial to them. Is that right? It's absolutely, you you don't even have to have the use of your hands. An art therapist, you could tell the art therapist what to do. Or the art therapist could talk about colors or visualization and somehow bring in um, different types of art materials and maybe bring in something that has to do with this other senses like your smell and sight and hearing too. You can kind of incorporate those other parts of the art world as well. So if we're, so if we're, um, let's say if we have, because I was thinking, okay, if we have a paraplegic, someone who's paralyzed from the waist down, this might make sense, but I was struggling to see if it, quadriplegia, if, if a person who's paralyzed from the neck down might be able to participate and, and what that might look like. But you're telling me that's, that's a possibility under these circumstances. It, it can be. The art therapist just needs to be able to, and again, there would probably have to be a little bit more verbal on the intake, you know, of like, okay, what kind of materials would you like to look at? Um, what are your colors? I'm sorry, what kind of what? Materials. Materials. You, you know, like, because sometimes just looking at art can be helpful too. You know, sure. Um, and having that person maybe dictate something that they want to see, and you help facilitate that too. Because I mean, we have the art background as well. If we need to use it, and so then, uh, you know, I guess through that process of thinking about those things, talking about those things, describing those things, uh, what, what what so what is the benefit? Is it is it okay? Let's let's get our minds off of all this stuff and let's think about something more creative is it uh sometimes a, a, a diagnosis is it is it is it all the above what is it can it? be all the above you know it really just is individualized to the person um and also i just thought of another idea too that you can use with a paraplegic would be like to help them create um a collage you know and, and looking through magazines and other materials to create something that way too Okay, tell me more about what you what you're thinking as far as that goes. Like a, a collage. 
Yeah, well, you can look through things and pick out things um, that are meaningful to you. Um, it could be something that's inspirational. It could be colors. It could be shapes. It could be favorite animals. It could be, um, you know, some kind of symbol that, you know, speaks to your spirituality, uh, your life, it, uh, your family. It could be anything, really. Could it be something negative? And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. you hear about um, people taking something negative and uh, they'll, uh, they'll have some kind of, ser- you know, uh, I keep coming back to sports analogies, but 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 I remember, was it the, was it the '97 Bulls? This wasn't a negative thing, but after the after or maybe the '98 Bulls, after they finished with their championship, their second championship run, I think everybody brought something in that was related to that season, and maybe they uh, talked about it and then they burned it. The idea being mm-hmm. not necessarily that it was a ne- that wasn't a negative thing, but it was like to 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 celebrate it and move on. But the right. whole point of it was it was a way for them to process something and move on to a different phase of mm-hmm, life. A cathargic kind of moment. Yeah, yeah. And that can happen too. It can be something that's harder, harder emotions, kind of negative that you might think or the person might think that would be negative. Um, the end of a relationship or correct. something like and that. It, you just process and work through that too. And sometimes the artwork can be a release of that to where you can, okay, this is a collage about this terrible thing that happened to me. These are the feelings I have. This is what I associate with it. Now I've made it. Now it's done and off I go, move on. Sometimes that can happen. And I guess now you can kind of have the best of both worlds because you could actually, you know, take a photograph of it with a phone and then have it for future reference, Mm -hmm. but still have the, have whatever you get from, you know, saying goodbye to whatever those feelings or Mm -hmm. those thoughts or whatever. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.